What's up, Print Hustlers? Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software on the Print Hustlers podcast, show, whatever you want to call it. We're just really excited just to chat about things and dive deeper with our co-host here, Stephen Farrig, co-owner of Campus Inc. Today, I actually wanted to talk about focus and around delegation, around distractions. I feel like every business business owner just gets tapped on the shoulder constantly, especially when you're physically there a lot, which a lot of shop owners just have to be, totally understandable. But focus, I mean, there's the ADD component, there's the just complete distractions component, which probably fuels that too. Do you have problems you feel like focusing throughout the day consistently? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, what percentage like, of your day do you feel like you truly oh, work that get oh the boy. things well, done that you that you're trying to do? I bet. Like, I think it comes down to like the hours of the day in which we do those things. So, like. I'll make a list every morning on my phone, just like, hey, these are the things I have to get done. If it's dead quiet and there's no one around, I can knock those things out in two hours. But um, when the day starts, uh, those like five tasks that I have to get done could take six, seven, eight hours just because there's this massive tug of war with my attention, time, people around me, people coming in to talk. Um, So really it's like, it's almost defeating sometimes where five o'clock will hit and I'll be like, what did I get done today? Like, have you ever had those days where you're like, what did I get done? And uh, I'll call, I'll call Carson. I'll be like, how's your day? How's your day? Good. And she'll be like, how was your day? I was like, I don't think I got anything done today. And I kind of feel like a loser every time I say that, but it happens so often in a small business because of delegation. I mean, it's, it's just, it's the small business dilemma of like our control um, and not wanting to, not wanting to let go. Um, and some of my most productive days are from my couch or a coffee shop um, because I'm, I'm literally like it's me, it's there, and every intention is 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 like what I need to be doing. Then, you yeah, know? it's so interesting. It's so yeah. interesting about the space. I feel like it is a balance too of location, like just leaving the office and not physically being there. You almost wonder if the office creates distraction for people but I you know I wonder why that is is that because you know you're available to to ask questions or is it because you purposely put yourself in situations like you can't see things when you're not there right right so it's like so I'll I'll just give you an example right now I'm in LA I'm for a a wedding this weekend I am not at the shop today so there are things that are just out of my control I you know, I have to trust others that things are going to be done. And at a certain point, it's like I kind of have blinders on <laughs> where it's like if I'm not there, I can't control it. And so I don't want to hear about it, see about it. But I think when you do that, you put the onus on someone else because like someone should step up, right? Like if you're not there, someone should step up. And that's the like fear that we have is like, what if someone doesn't step up? Right. Right. Um, but at a certain point, like if I don't let go and I don't like cut that vine, how will I know if someone else can do the role? Right. Totally. And so like, there's this fear of like, you know, well, how much control can I give? Do I want to give the control? Will they hold it up to the same standard that I do? You know, I think for shop owners, every time you walk by the press, you're always looking at things. You're like, okay, how's that look? Okay. How's that look? And you're picking up shirts do your employees do the same exact thing right. every single time? And I don't know that, that that's the question is like, 
you know, if, and, and I always tell guys in my shop, like, what if I am gone tomorrow and you don't hear from me for a week? Would you guys make it? Wouldn't they? Um, what? I, I, I think so. I think so. And we're going through like organizational changes right now and we're trying to create like autonomy, structure, and mm-hmm. responsibility. I think if you don't challenge your employees and throw them into those situations, one, how will you ever know? But two, how will you ever like get to the next level of things that you're supposed to be working on? Right? Okay. So, like, have you ever, I'm sorry, I have to cut you off. Have you ever used the, um, one of the computer applications like time tracking or like rescue time, I believe it's called to see, yeah. Like what you actually do on your computer. Like it tracks your Uh, website usage. It tracks what you're looking at, all that stuff. I would be so scared. (laughs) It's not good. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Especially, especially I've, you know, I found myself almost looking at like, if I have a second of downtime, I just open up Facebook and I start looking at the screen printing groups. And, but I noticed that I do that 15 times every day, you know, right, and so it's like, almost a habit. You wonder if that's think, just like checking the phone and doing this and that there's like all these, like, there may be a hundred of these little things that are not big picture related that distract mm-hmm. the kind of long form focus. There's an app on the iPhone, not an app, but it's called like screen time or whatever, like you know, it's 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 just standard on there. And in busy season, I had something like two thousand different notifications a week. Yeah, from like salespeople to just like emails coming in because like I want to be in the know of everything. So I turn on every email notification, every status change, every this, every that. And then what I realized is like, holy cow! I had two thousand things coming in. You know, in I don't know, let's say eighty eighty to. 100 hours in a week what is that per hour and how am i able to ever get anything done Uh, 2000 wait is that notifications or is that times you pick up your phone uh i think i think that might have been just like things coming at like at me whether you know whether whether i'm supposed to look at them or not i'm like how many times slack is buzzing or how many times just messages are coming into my phone or notifications calendar reminders just 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 everything. And I think if you don't turn them off, right, they're going to keep bothering you. But I think at a certain point as a business owner, you have so much bandwidth. Right. And that's that's the hardest thing is like, what should you focus on? And more importantly, like, how do you focus on those things? Right. So like you, Bruce, like you guys are obviously hiring a ton of engineers right now. But at the same time, you are working on bugs on the back end, whatever. Like, what do you do in a, t- in a typical day? Right, knowing that you've got bugs, support, sales, marketing, got to get ready for the next trade show. How do you structure it? Yeah, you know that it's crazy to think about because I really try to focus on being so self-aware of, like, like the Facebook thing. Like, I'll notice how much I'm opening up the Facebook groups or clicking to read news really quick, an article while something's loading, right? And I notice that it just happens so often. And then I also notice that when groups and departments get to be more than three to four people, you need some sort of lead or manager to own it because it's so hard to truly manage. They say it's seven to eight, I believe, people that you can only truly manage directly before you're kind of half-assing everything. But I think more than that, 
I think even getting up to five or so without having somebody to own and push directives forward, it's just impossible and it creates the distractions. And then it it's like twofold, right? This one side of it is, is that it creates all these distractions because the team of four to five people, whether it's a sales team, just front office team, uh, your pre-production staff, or for us engineers, they're going to you, right? There's nobody else that they would go to. They're going to you to answer different questions and have things ready and to be able to answer these problems. And even though that there's process, there's things that just come up. So there's the distraction of, of that. And then there's the inability to really push things forward because there's nobody constantly thinking about how to improve it. Because you're thinking about that a little bit, but you're also thinking about this a little bit. And you're also thinking about this thing over here a little bit, right? So it's like 20% effort in everywhere. I almost find that, and this is what one thing that we're focusing on for this year, is really every department has to have, it doesn't have to be necessarily like a lead or manager that's only managing. They could be a working manager, right, where they have to do things and also manage and and help hire and recruit and um and train and all that stuff but every area should have that and i think we'll see but i i (laughs) really believe that those if those are good people then we can create our plan i can create this high level plan delegate that off to them to execute the details and then that's going to help greatly reduce on the back end the distract like i almost wonder if the distractions are a result of not having the correct people in the right places. Right. You know what I'm saying? I I think it's like, you know, like the dilemma again, one is inexperience, right? So like this is the first time you and I have been in these situations, right? Where, um, where we're building or growing something, we've gone from, you know, a couple employees to 10 to like 20 different reports. And like, there's this superhero complex where it's like, we want to be superheroes and we want to attend to everyone's needs and our employees also want to interact with us Mm -hmm. right like if someone from my team comes to my office and shows me a print you know they are looking for uh, approval gratification letting me know about something and so it kind of hurts me a little bit to be like hey like i would love to answer that question for you but you really need to take it to to this person because it's almost like telling a little kid hey like i can't do that for you because this is more important right now so it's it's almost like you're, it's like this attention like who do I give my attention to who do I like sell from way but in a way that like it allows you to focus on big things and like I know we're reading the book Traction right now and, and going through that but it's like I think there was something in there I was like figure out what your three biggest things are and anything that distracts you from that is a waste of your time right and literally it's like figure out what those three things are and like you know for for you guys like you're obviously scaling like you know, it's engineers, right? Like we need, you know, Printavo, we need uh, a huge team of engineers, you know, and, and at, at Campus Inc., it's like, we're looking for, you know, expanding to different campuses and production. Like those are my two big things. And so I, I get caught in my day trying to give attention to things just out of like kindness or like that superhero dilemma. I think it's like, it's so hard to break away from it because at a certain point you have to stop and then you have to like put things on paper and then you have to like go tell people, hey, you're going to be in charge of this. You're going to be in charge of this. You're going to be in charge of this. And then the hardest part is following up with that. So knowing that every week you check in with those reports. So like it's yeah. completely rewiring the entrepreneur 
but you look at these big companies that have executive assistants and I feel like executive assistants like are these like, you know, just amazing people that keep the executive on task, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, I agree. Or, or, or protect their time too. Right. Protect, protect. Right, yeah. yeah that, right. that, that would be the, because it's like they only, if, if, you know, if you look at a, a, you know, a massive company, you know, that's why they have someone filtering their emails because they probably know that like the CEO wants to be everywhere, but physically can't. And if not, if they don't put like a little block around him or her, how, how are they going to be able to work on the 30,000, you know, foot? Completely foot agree. For everybody that wants to continue to grow, obviously it's totally okay. There's a lot of shops that are like, we're totally cool here. I like doing this. I like having a small team. Complete respect for that. On the other side, if shops are looking to grow, I think there's a reason why, obviously, the larger companies have more structure and anything truly that, I think you mentioned this before, that you're not spending time on that doesn't return a 5 to 10x and call it three years. You know, if you're not spending the majority of your time doing those types of activities, it's almost like you're suffocating the business's growth. I mean, it's just... And that, that's, that's the distractions. If those are spent on the majority of time of your day or, or doing things that don't have a return, right? It's like filing papers or delivering things or whatever, um, shipping things. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still working on that, but I think, I think we're going to be uh, bringing on an office manager type to help with that kind of stuff. But it's almost scary to think about, you know, I, I write all of my to-dos that I'm supposed to do on my phone every day. Because I wanted to see what are the things I'm doing. And then if something does pop up, I write it down too and check it off. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Just I, because I, I you... wanted to have that. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to see what were the things that are not delivering a big return in investment. Right. So if, if I, I think you did this example with me, it's like if you were a clone of yourself, right? And what, what do you say? Like if you were managing the clone of Bruce right now, yes. would you be? Would you be pleased with his work? Like if you were doing his quarterly review, if I was doing, if I was doing the quarterly review for myself, Stephen would just be looking at me saying like, you're working really hard, man. But like, what are you doing? It's like, why are you dealing with this? Why are you dealing? And, and I feel like the second you get defensive of what you're doing, that's when you know you're doing the wrong thing. Well, I had to take care of this. Well, yeah, I had to. We, we make excuses. I do it all the time, too. It's just natural to say, I oh, I had to. Like, who else was going to? And completely agree there's there's times, right? If you're being small, everybody is small at some point. And we're still all small in the grand scheme of things. But I feel like that shouldn't be an excuse long term for it. Right. right, where we we tend to make that excuse, and then a year later are still making that excuse, where right. should instead be thinking about, all right, these are the things I've been doing a lot. It's clear these are increasing. We're 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 working hard on growing the business. It's not going to go down. So right. this is the person we need in three months, and be able to look back. I don't know. Right. I I, I think it also comes down to like looking at dollars and cents and you know we don't look at it as closely as we should right so like right now we're kind of doing some deep studies into our financials working with some guys you know some different consultants just to figure out like a good model for ourselves um that we can that we can scale to and it's like you know you know when you have the right person in the right seat 
and like it was a win, right? And you're like, I hired this person to do this job and this job, and they are crushing it, right? But you also know the flip side, the, the feeling, the gut feeling you have when you have the wrong person, you know, in the wrong seat, right? Yeah. So like, I think with us, we're so scared of putting the wrong person in a position that we don't do it in fear that it won't be done right. And so I think sometimes we have to risk, we have to kind of say like, we might take a couple steps back by putting this person in this position. But if I don't, how much longer am I stuck doing it? Just last week, we're waiting for our direct to screen to come, uh, Unicode, all that stuff in the interim um, business partners on vacation. So like, there's just some of us doing some of the different chores around the shop. And we brought in two people that have never coded before it never, you know, burned screens, and just kind of taught them how to do it. Um, because I was going to be in LA this week and, and next week for Long Beach. And next thing you know, I'm like, whoa, this person's really good at burning screens. Sure. And I would have, I would have never known that. And for the last, you know, couple of years, we've had, you know, maybe a person that we didn't necessarily need burning screens. And now we put a position of someone in there and they're owning it. If I didn't force myself to say, guys, I need someone in here helping me, how would have, I, how would I ever have known? And sure. so I think one of the keys, like for me, we were obviously scaling the business is like, I give someone a responsibility and I almost like give them all the, the standards for it. And then I walk away from it and I see how they're going to respond. Um, and I don't want to be like a hovering. And I always tell my employees, it's like, I don't want to have to micromanage. Like, that's not what I want to do every day. Right. So like own something. And if you can't own it, let us know so we can get the right person in that position. But, you know, if you don't let someone mess up, how will you ever know, you know, if if someone can do something like that? Right? Yeah, it is a so, tough balance. I've seen I've seen it and I've seen it both ways where you, you're taking a bet right on something like that. And I guess we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but definitely taking a bet. But, you know, if they have the drive and passion for your business as much as you feel like, I mean, no one's going to ever have it as much as you do, but they have it more than the average player, then absolutely, absolutely, I think it's right. it's worth giving. But I think I think you can only do one bump up. I don't think you can do two steps. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean by that? Okay, so if someone's like a, a strong executor, a strong worker, right? They can be a a potential manager of a team of three, let's say. I don't think that that person is the right person to be a manager maybe of 10 or, or of manager of leads. You see what I'm saying? Right. And the same boat. We went from a couple employees to 10 to 20, whatever. Like I'm still learning how to be a manager of more people, yeah. <laughs> right? Like how do you expect someone to do it? And I think it goes back even though it's on a slight tangent, it goes back to this. If we don't put people in leadership positions to delegate, we will get so stretched thin that we'll never be able to do what our focus is. And so, you know, uh, if we go back to like the dilemma that we were talking about, it's trusting people and then stepping away so that you can do what you are supposed to do. Right. And that might mean you physically leave, you know, and get out of the shop. But like that delegation and trust is so fine and the testing of it and all that stuff, that's where I think entrepreneurs break down. I think, I think that's, that's like one of the hardest, hardest things to do. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It drives me nuts. I think every year, like the past five years in business, I kind of was, I was just on a plane reading yesterday. I was like, 
okay, every year, what did, what was my focus? Could I like summarize what my year was all about? Could you go back, Bruce, in the, I don't know how old Printavo is now, eight, seven, eight, ten? Could you go back every single year and write down what your focus was that year? What did you accomplish? Like, what was your big rock that no, year? No, no, uh, no. I'm actually, I think tw- this is going to be the first year that we have because of reading the traction book, of which will be perfect for our next uh Penosa's podcast episode. This will be the first year because it's always just been a very two-week focus, a one-week focus, right, of what do we need? Oh, shoot, what do we need? It's like always fighting fires. Right. You know, it's funny because this all feels like the core to the strong amount of distractions. It's almost like there's a tree, right, and and it's it's true delegation and understanding of, of the structure of the business and a failure to do that plus a failure of self-awareness of what you're doing every day and and how you're treating your time equals distractions is that the formula is that the formula (laughs) right that way way harder to execute and practice and requires all this other stuff but you know at a high level if right i think the self-awareness is like just so if you're not aware of it um i think more and more shops that i'm talking to you know we just did coffee with uh with three other shops like about a month ago. And uh, I think the one thing I learned is like, it's not just me, everyone else is in the same problem. Yeah. Um, oh, but if you, don't be, if you don't become self-aware of it and like, you know, write down your tangible, like this is what I have to do in the next 90 days. And you know, you, you create some accountability because the other part, the other issue is who are we accountable to? Like we don't have board of directors Nobody. and stuff like that. Right. So we are accountable to nobody. And and so that then it comes down to like discipline. So I think one of the things that, you know, has helped me in the last year is like trying to be accountable to someone just so I know that there's something keeping me like on task. And that might be a quarterly focus group, YEP, um, whatever it is. Maybe it's just like month to month. But that way you're like thinking, OK, what am I going to have to present in 90 days from now? or 100, you know, 120 days from now, so that I'm accountable to, to what I need to keep doing. So like, when you go from an employee to an entrepreneur, an employee has to be accountable to someone, an entrepreneur really isn't accountable to anyone, unless they're owned by, you know, a different body. So um, that's like, that's kind of been my 2020 is like, April 15th, like, wh- what am I going to have done by then? You mm-hmm. know, then going into summer, then fall, you know, whatever. Have you found any like really specific things? Because this is really good high level stuff. Any like really specific things that help for example, I found this Chrome plugin. It's called, let me actually pull this up because this has been very helpful. Just it's called Just Focus. It's a Chrome extension called Just Focus. You essentially add websites that you don't want to allow yourself to go to when you turn that plugin on. So when I go to that, then I can't go to those and it breaks the habit and then I focus more. I've also found personally it's just me that if I can, if I'm doing a little bit more monotonous type of things, I'll play music. And then that helps zone out like other thoughts that pop up. And then for me personally, I found in the afternoons, if I shift my workspace, it helps improve as like focus too. For some reason, if I sit there for too long, it, it just like creates this ping pong of, of thoughts. Right. No, I think, uh, have you found anything like that? When I, I kind of like plug in my computer to my whole workstation and I've got all my monitors and keyboards and stuff. And that's sometimes when I'm most distracted on my computer. I keep do not disturb on during the day. 
um, because like my slack will just go wild. Oh yeah. And so like, do not disturb so, is so crucial. And, and sometimes I'll forget like, Oh crap, I had do not disturb on. But like when I'm in a meeting, I don't want my phone to be going off. And then I'll be like, huh, no one's talked to me for two hours. What's going on right now? The other thing that you said is like getting away, you know, maybe midway through the day, if the day is going well at your shop and it's 12 o'clock, leave, go somewhere else. Like just get away, go to a coffee shop one mile away. And I bet you your productivity will be so much better than you still irking around, you know, your business. Think about this as well as like your employees don't want an owner that's always over their shoulder. Like what companies like, at Jimmy John's, they're not over their shoulder, like, you know, all the time. Um, the, the owners aren't coming in. Like, no, get away. Let them trust them so that you can focus on what, what you need to be doing. So That's a good point. So it yeah. seems like phone is big. I also second that one. Literally putting the phone in a completely different location, I found, helps. The do not disturb really helps. I almost kind of wish that when there are blocked out times in your calendar, maybe there's an app that does that. It'll auto put do not disturb. And then... Different location. Those are two big things right. that uh, everybody should the other try. Thing, the other thing I found, so I'm either like a really late night worker, like my best work comes out from like 10 to 2 a.m. Sure. But what I've learned is super early morning work is like the most clear focus that I ever have when it's just quiet. There's not a lot of distractions going on. Um, and so something I'll do even from home is just get up early, just get on my computer, start working on like just answer all my emails for the day or just knock out these big things before like the craziness chaos starts. It's exciting for growing businesses, but I think we as like entrepreneurs and, and small business owners, like you, you kind of have to put your own oxygen mask on and be like, I don't know if I'm doing this right right now. <laughs> and then, you know, get, get the right help to be like, okay, how, cause we need coaches too. Um, yeah. you know, we need managers, things like that. So sweet. Well, this is cool. I encourage everyone to read Traction. I'm, I'm about halfway through it, and um, a lot of the stuff that I've been working on, something that I, I usually listen to my books, but I bought this one, and then I've been just, like, scribbling through it, and it's it's just, like, it's incredible. So Yeah, let's um, definitely um, – let's cover that one next episode. Let's do it. All right. So if, if everyone uh, listening to this wants to read a little bit of Traction, we can, uh, we can hop into it, so – yeah, retraction, and then uh, let's all chat about it next week. It's it's a great book. You can find it on Amazon. It's uh, there are two books called Traction though. It's the one that is not to get a grip on your business. It's by uh, what's his name, Gino. No, it is. I think it is get a grip on your business. Well, let me see the cover of yours. Oh, okay. There's another. Maybe it's an edition thing. Anyway, it is Traction. Get a grip on your business, Gino. <laughs> get the one that's just black and orange. Because there's another one that I've seen on Amazon that's uh, – oh, this is Expanded Edition. Okay, that's why. Oh, Expanded means – yeah, sense. yeah. Because like – It has and, the drawings and, and everything. And the book is cool because it's like a workbook. It'll be like, okay, stop what you're doing and go back through and write that down. And so like it's – if it was a class for a week, I encourage everyone to do it. Um, kind of like yeah. the Profit First kind of kind of model. You should give Gino a call. You should come talk if you're not so I'm going right. to. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining this episode of Pronouncers Podcast. We'll see you guys again next week on Traction. Bring your copy. Maybe we'll get somebody to call in. We'll do something too. We'll add some, uh, some people to the show. Oh, flavor. All flavor. right. Have a great week. See you guys.